This economic report is sponsored by Rick Kalb, wealth management advisor with Northwestern Mutual since 1983 on Spring Street in Nevada City. Rick, K-A-L-B dot com. Gary, what's new with the economy? How about starting with an update on the inflation numbers? Thanks, Paul. It's always good to be here. Well, the good news is that the latest consumer price index or CPI inflation numbers for the overall inflation rate for their, for consumers has fallen. And um, so they're looking much better. It's slowed to a rate of about 3% over the past year uh, in June. Uh, so this is a, you know, the total inflation index that includes both food and energy uh, items for you know, an overall inflation number. So that's, that's definitely good news. Um, the core CPI inflation numbers. Those are the ones that take out the volatile food and energy components, um, you know, have also fallen from the peak, although the increase over the past 12 months is still 4.8%. So that still remains quite a bit above the Fed's overall inflation goal. But, you know, overall, that's, you know, good news that inflation numbers are coming down. Uh, Gary, for comparison, how rapidly did the overall consumer price index inflation increase? last year. And how did that compare with, say, the 1970s? Okay, the overall CPI inflation rate peaked at just over 9% on a year-over-year basis in June 2022. You know, of course, this is just one observation or data point that we have in, in this year, but 3% or a little over 3% is a lot of improvement in inflation from 9%. Um, so then also at 3%, the Fed is getting much closer to the 2% longer run goal that it has for inflation. Although remember that 2% is measured against another index of inflation, the uh, personal consumption expenditure price index, but it's also showing a similar downward trend. Now, as to the 1970s inflation, um, you know, that was mostly driven by spikes in energy prices um, and rates, inflation rates were much higher. They peaked at just over 12% in 1974 and for, over 14% in 1980. And, you know, it's a very high um, consumer price inflation well above where we got this time. Um, and both, of course, were followed by recessions. We spoke a couple of weeks ago. You said the overall economy and the labor markets were both continuing to show strength. Any updates? Paul, um, as I cited then, the overall economy's growth rate was noticeably revised upward for the first quarter of the year from 1.3% annual rate to a 2% annual rate for the quarter. Um, you know, that's down a little bit from the strong growth in the second half of 2022, but still a little faster than we might expect the economy to grow on average over a longer period of time. And on the unemployment front, or the employment labor market news, it was also positive. The overall unemployment rate fell slightly from 3.7% in May to 3.6% in June. That's probably not even statistically significant. Um, again, you know, the unemployment rate remains um, at or below what most economists consider to be full employment. Gary, uh, let me ask you, uh, for comparison, how much have the GDP and labor market indicators improved since the COVID recession hit in 2020? Oh, Paul, there is no comparison. The unemployment rate peaked at 14.7% of the civil labor force in June of 2020 while COVID was spreading around the globe and then in, in the U.S. And in a matter of weeks, stunning 20 million workers were suddenly out of job. Um, by year-end 
2020, the unemployment rate had improved uh, to 6.7% as many workers were back, um, but that's still very high considering that it was under 4% in 2019 before COVID. So 3.6% is very good. And on the inflation, excuse me, on the uh, real or inflation adjusted gross domestic product or, or GDP, that's the economy's output goods and services, that was shrinking at an astounding 8.4% annual rate in the second quarter of 2020. You know, by 2021, the economy was expanding, um, and in the last half of 2022, in the first quarter of 2023, quarterly um, GDP has been expanding at an average pace or better. So that's, you know, again, good news. It's good news. <laughs> okay, Gary, what happened to the recession that so many forecasts were expecting for 2023? Are they still waiting? <laughs> Well, the good news is that uh, while some parts of the economy are hurting and uh, the overall economy has continued to expand and the labor markets have remained robust, despite the Fed's policy decisions uh, raising their short-term target interest rate from nearly zero in March 2022 to the low 5% range where it is today. Um, now, that was designed to slow inflation, um, those higher rates. So higher rates will slow the economy slow inflation. Hopefully uh, they'll do so without driving the economy into a recession. You know, that would be when the economy either slows down and output or GDP actually starts to contract or shrink for a period of time. And that's, you know, usually it'd be a period of six months. Um, so, you know, has it happened and, you know, good news as well. Okay, we're, here's the last question. This is a big one. Uh, can the Fed slow the economy and lower inflation without causing a recession? Well, history um, indicates that most of the time when the Fed raises interest rates, it does blow the economy, uh, and often and normally causes a recession. So, uh, but the quick answer would be that the outlook seems to be changing here as well. Um, Fed, former Fed Vice Chairman Roger Ferguson was quoted last week as saying it looks like the Fed may get a soft landing, and that would be the inflation rate down toward their 2% goal without creating a, a hard landing or or what economists call a recession. Um, and this week, you know, two major banks, New York banks and Bank of America and Chase, um, North Carolina, have released forecasts that suggested the Fed will probably succeed with a soft landing. And that, again, would be very good news indeed um, for everybody while, while bringing down the inflation rate. Well, that's good news, Gary. So let's just let's just close with that, and uh, we'll catch up in a couple of weeks. Sounds good, Paul. Gary Zimmerman is a retired senior economist for the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco, and is currently a visiting professor at the Vienna University of Economics and Business in Austria. He teaches courses in economics and finance.